Well, first of all, I want to um, just say hello to Father Matthias because he's probably watching the live stream. And he's, he's still in the hospital recovering from his surgery, so please pray for him. And Father, we're, we're praying for you as well. And I just have to say, uh, there must be some very good things afoot because I've never seen so many problems happen right around a triduum before. <laughs> in addition to Father Matthias having his kidney stones, there was also my recent possible exposure. And then on top of that, the internet across the street stopped working today, so the PLC overflow didn't work out. And then right before we began, the sound wasn't working on the live stream at all, so... Clearly, God is doing some good works because the devil is trying very hard to mess it all up. Amen. And just a few little uh, practical notes. Uh, If you need a low-gluten host, please come to Deacon Pat's line. He'll be right here in the center. He will have the low-gluten hosts. And then also at the very end of our Mass tonight, we'll have a procession of the Blessed Sacrament. We'll kind of go our way throughout the church, and at that beginning part, just remain in your seat. But as the procession goes down and out the center aisle, you're welcome to join in the procession. We're going to take the Blessed Sacrament across the street to the PLC. So you're welcome to go along or simply stay here and then go home. So tonight, the solemn triduum begins, and we walk with Jesus on his arduous journey to the cross. And it's fitting that we begin the Triduum with Holy Thursday, the night where we commemorate the Last Supper and the institution of the Eucharist. Because the Eucharist is given to us to be food for the journey, to be sustenance along the way. God gave us the Eucharist. Jesus gave us this incredible gift because he knows how hard it can be to be faithful to him. He knows all of the challenges that can come our way. He knows how prone to weakness and sin we all are. And just imagine that moment in the life of Christ when he knew the horrors that he was about to experience. He knew that the men that were surrounding him at that table were in just a few short hours all going to abandon him. Even in that moment, he wasn't just thinking of himself but he was thinking about us. And he told his disciples to take this. This is my body. This is my blood. Do this in memory of me. And there's this profound parallel that's going on in the ancient practice in the Old Testament from the book of Exodus at the time of Passover. This parallel between that and what Jesus does tonight in the Eucharist. So as we heard in Exodus chapter 12 that the Israelites, they were to take a lamb, a year old male without blemish. Tonight, Jesus is that lamb. The lamb without any blemish whatsoever. And they are to sacrifice that lamb and take its blood and apply it to their two doorposts. Tonight, Jesus pours out his blood And we take that blood and it comes to our lips, the the doorposts of our heart, so to speak. They were told that they should eat this meal ready to go. They should eat like those who are in flight with your loins girt and sandals on your feet and staff in hand. As if you're ready for a journey. Tonight Jesus comes to us 
as food for the journey. And he tells them to use unleavened bread. Unleavened because it's quicker to make. It doesn't, you don't have to wait for it to rise with the yeast. You simply bake it as it is. That's why to this day, whenever we consecrate bread for the Eucharist, it's unleavened bread. It's bread for the journey. And on the same night of this Last Supper, as Jesus gives himself to us in this profound gift of the Eucharist, he also leaves a model of service, of love for others in the way that he washes the feet of his disciples. The lowest task for the lowest of servants. When someone came in after a journey, in those days most people didn't have any sort of transportation. If you were rich enough, you might have a donkey or a camel, but most people just had to walk. And so at the end of the day, their feet would be filthy. And only the lowest servant would be given that task of washing the feet of others. And that's what Jesus does tonight. And it's no coincidence that these two things are paired together, Eucharist and serving others. Jesus knows that the only way that we can truly be faithful to his command to love others, to lay down our lives for others, is if we are close to him and absorbing all of the graces that he longs to give to us. Because we cannot truly love each other without the grace of Jesus. Amen? Amen. It is a fool's errand to try to bring goodness into this world while at the same time departing from our faith in Jesus Christ. On this night, Jesus chose to share this ministry of the Eucharist with his priests. His disciples were the first to fall into this holy order. And there's a lot of mystery to this. To this day, many people struggle with the priesthood and, and how it is that God could choose to minister through such sinful people. How it is that God could choose to set things up in this way. And the most convincing response to any of those questions is, Jesus set it up this way. Why don't you take it up with him? <laughs> It's not because priests are special. It's not because we're particularly gifted in certain areas. I mean, we certainly hope that God uses our abilities to serve his church, but it's not about us. It's because of Jesus. Jesus alone is the true priest. He alone is capable of making that perfect sacrifice to God the Father on our behalf. He alone is capable of reconciling all of us to our Heavenly Father. And every priest shares in this priestly ministry of Jesus, not because of his own abilities, not because he makes this himself, but because God chooses to use weak and, and, and sinful men to participate in his work. And tonight is a night where we thank God for this gift. Because if, it, if there are no priests, then there is no Eucharist. And if there is no Eucharist, there is no church. So tonight especially, pray for your priests. You all know very well that we are all sinners. 
that we all fail the church. But God in his own mysterious way chooses to use the priesthood in the heart of his church. And pray that many more young men would be courageous and generous in responding to this call. As priests, we share in the beautiful life of Christ and his life of service, his life of fatherhood, a life of sharing and and walking every day in the powerful, life-saving grace of God himself. Let's pray for all of our priests that we would all be faithful to this profound calling and that God would continue to bring about renewal and holiness in the heart of his church. Amen.